Hello everyone and welcome to Femininity by Rachel V. I am your host, Rachel V, and I am a femininity embodiment expert and coach. This podcast was created to offer a safe place for women to express themselves, learn, master, and protect their feminine aura. My focus is feminine energy, but I do invite masculine energies and voices to be a part of the conversation. I mean, let's face it, masculine and feminine energies need each other. During this podcast, you will be entertained and schooled by myself and hand-picked guests. I believe it's my God's given gift to the world to show women how to operate highly in their feminine frequency. I hope you enjoy yourself here in this captivating atmosphere I've created for you and for me. Welcome to Femininity by Rachel V. Hey, fams. Welcome back to Femininity by Rachel V. I am your host, Rachel V, and tonight I got some really special things I want to share with you. I started this podcast, it will be a year next month, and I remember when I started it, I was just like, I'm just going to do it, this is what I want to do, and I just didn't know what direction I wanted to go in, but I just know I wanted to do this podcast. So um, it has grown so much over the last month, a couple of months. Um, I will say in February, and I had to explain this to one of my clients that comes to see me and she was listening to the podcast too. She was like, I mean, what happened around that time? Listen, sometimes you're going to have bumps in a row. Things are going to try to come in your path. But if God sent that to you for you to do, it's for you to do, you know, and, you know, I took a break for a little bit because, you know, I had a little moment where I was upset and I, you know, was trying to regroup and redo some things that I had set up for myself and I got past it. I got over it and I'm happy that I did because I have the most amazing team I want to shout out, I want to, you know, send a shout out to Arnold. Um, you know, he is amazing. He does a lot of the con- technical behind the scenes work. I want to shout, say a shout out to Jay. Thank you so much, Jay Phoenix. Um, Jay is pretty much my manager. He does a lot of things like, you know, on the professional, uh, political side. Um, thank you so much. And Q, he does all of my like visual things. Like, um, we have this thing where we're doing a whole new story of, you know, femininity and we just want to rewrite some things, you know? Um, so I'm really excited. Shout out to all of the films. You girls have been amazing. Thank you so much for being so supportive. Thank you so much for, um, you know, just reposting and sharing and just doing all of that stuff that you girls do and sending me text messages and telling me that, you know, you guys are really enjoying the community. 
and stuff like that. Like, um, it doesn't go unnoticed. Like, I see everything, but I just want to take the time to be grateful. And I see the growth and I just see all of this potential, all of these things that are happening. Um, so let's let's get into it. Um, just a couple updates, ladies. Uh, obviously, you know, if you're watching this, you're watching this on YouTube. Um, my YouTube is active is I don't know what. Um, I love putting out videos. I love, 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 love it. I'm also on TikTok. Um, if you guys want to, you know, just follow me on other platforms besides like Instagram and stuff like that. I'm on TikTok. We also have a Facebook group for femininity. So check that out. It's femininity by Rachel V. Um, you can check that out. Also, I do have my Patreon. My Patreon is active. It is up. So if you guys want any exclusive content, I am over there showing and sharing gems. So if you guys want to do some like hear some like exclusive stuff and I can really like really like be calm and really be relaxed on my Patreon. Like I really love my Patreon. Um, my other um, exclusive account is Buy Me a Coffee. You can check me out on there. Also, both of these platforms, I put out exclusive content. You won't see it anywhere else. And if you do see it after a while, it's probably old content at that point. Um, so I have a couple shout outs that I want to um, shout out. And those are people that are a part of my Patreon. And I am just uh, super excited about that. And then we're going to get started. Okay, so my shout outs for my ladies on Patreon are Misha. And her name is spelled M-E-E-S-H. Shout out to you, girlfriend. You was my first Patreon. Thank you so much for your support. I hope you are enjoying your exclusive content. Angel, hello, Angel Nicole Brown. Thank you so much for being a part. I love, love, love you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in such a tickled mood. Um, so buy me a coffee. We have Renice. I hope I'm saying her name right. R-E-N-I-S-E. I hope I'm saying that right. And then the other one is an anonymous person. But anyway, thank you so much for your support. I'm excited about it. I'm going to continue to put out content weekly. Oh, my God. We're going to have classes over there, private classes, all kinds of stuff. So if you're not a part of my Patreon and you're interested, go over there and check it out. Okay. So, ladies, I really wanted to dive into relationship stuff because that seems like what a lot of people want to focus on. And, you know, I've had long-term relationships. I've been married. I am now divorced um, of a 10-year marriage. Um, but me and him are still very much um, friends and we co-parent amazingly. Um, the communication is on. Um, when people ask me about like relationships and, you know, they want to be in these high value relationships, 
people don't realize that the most important relationship is the one that you have with yourself. Self-love is like, it should be up there with the air that we breathe. But I think a lot of times because of the traumas that we have endured and the things that we have put up in life or things we may have seen our parents do, it's more like a personal thing of how you treat yourself and how you look at yourself. Um, I was one, I was a person where I would go in and out of confidence. Um, my confidence was never always on, I'll say I would battle with that because at a young, at a young child, when I was a young child, I would deal with like a lot of bullying. People do not know this. Um, I would deal with a lot of bullying and I was raised like in a church home. My mother was very like, um, you know, do everything by the book kind of person. You know, we didn't cuss. We didn't fight. We didn't do any of that. And I remember being a young girl and just being so timid and just didn't want to speak my mind and didn't want to really say anything or go against the grain with people, if that makes any sense. Um, because I wanted to be, I wanted to fit in and I wanted to be looked at as a nice person, you know, things like that. But let me tell you, I had this incident happen to me when I was young and I told my mother and I told my mother that somebody was picking on me and I didn't know what to do. Like I was following what my mom would tell me to do. And, you know, I just got sick of it. So I talked to my mom. I said, listen, this woman, you know, this young lady is picking on me. I don't think I said young lady. I probably said girl because I was probably like seven. And my mom said to me, don't let nobody pick on you. And that just gave me permission because I thought my mother was this like saint person that didn't, well, she didn't, she didn't play. My mother didn't play, but I just felt like she was like the saint person that just didn't do anything violent and have a violent bone in her body. And that day she gave me permission to, you know, stand up for myself. And I did. So the next day I got on a bus. And I saw the young lady and I said, the next time you try to put your hands on me, I'm just letting you know my mother gave me permission to beat your butt. I didn't say beat your butt, but I said whoop your ass. <laughs> right? So after that, that girl never did nothing else to me. She never did anything else to me. And I was so happy because I felt like that, that obstacle that I went through, it gave me confidence. You got to understand, I was a really small girl. My mother was a single mom. We was really small. We was kind of awkward looking, you know, that phase you go through when you're um, seven or eight or 10, you don't have your look yet. And you just kind of look like any other kid. Oh, baby, a girl has blossomed now. But when I was younger, you know, I was just like a little kid, you know, and like the little boys wouldn't talk to me. I, I was very much so into boys. I knew I like boys and, you know, they didn't talk to me. They kind of was like, oh, Rachel, she just, a, you know, uh, you know, the little play person you play around with or whatever when you like playing hopscotch or whatever. So that really helped my confidence. That one situation helped my confidence a lot. Um, now, moving forward, when I got into like high school, oh, that was a different jam. High school, I was the most confident person you can ever think of. But 
when I was in high school, I dealt with a lot of gossip. Um, and a lot of people would like talk and say things because they didn't really know. I didn't hang out with a lot of people. So people would like gossip and make up things and say things. And, um, I didn't, I didn't like run with like a bunch of females or anything like that. I was like, like had my own style. I was like, doing hair. I was, I was like moving and shaking. Like I was making money in high school because, you know, I was doing hair when I got out of school and, you know, I just knew how to make money. Whenever I, when I learned how to make money, I was like, I'm making money. So high school, I dealt with a lot of gossip and jealousy. Um, and that kind of messed with my confidence too. Even though I was a confident person, um, I knew how I like to dress. I knew how I like to wear my hair. You know, I just, I had a fat, like a forward, fashion forward style that a lot of people liked, but a lot of people was like, who the hell you think you are? Knowing who you are at this age, you know? So that, um, I had an incident where um, someone was trying to pick on me and we got into a fight and I just, really tried my best to just be an advocate for myself. And I knew that I was a really good fighter and I knew that I didn't want to be that person that was walking around like smacking people. So I worked on myself and I wanted to be a nice girl. I didn't want to be that person that was always resolving things and like fights and arguments. So when I got out of high school, um, I really did a lot of things like making sure that I wasn't in, in certain environments. Like I didn't want to go to like, you know, certain parties at that age that you go to when you're, you're young. Um, I wanted to do things a little bit different. So as soon as I got out of high school, I got a, a job and that job really, I say it really um, set me up for what everything else I was doing in life. So I got a job. I worked at this um, this place called Trade Secret and I was working 40 hours a week. I was still in high school. I was 17. I don't even know how I landed this job, but I was a, a store manager at this job. So it forced me to be around older people and it forced me also to be outside of my community, which was, um, you know, I, I, I had to, you know, um, communicate and talk to people that didn't look like me because I was a manager of a store. So I was going to manager events, things like that. And that really put me in a space where I had more of a knowledgeable edge over people that were my age. So by the time I got to, what, 26, and I decided that I wanted to open a salon, that job that I had with those people, those interactions with different people, it gave me a a, a fresh, a, like a head start over anybody else, any competition, anybody else. And then also, you know, I take, I want to give credit to my sister, my older sister, Felicia. She taught me so much stuff when I was younger about like design and quality things and how to conduct yourself as a young lady and things like that. So I owe a lot of that to her. I love you, Fifi. But um, just 
the relationship you have with yourself, you have to know what it is you want out of this life. And what I wanted out of life, I wanted to be a respectable person and I wanted to be a business owner. I knew that off jump. I knew that I wanted to make money, right? So to become an entrepreneur, I had to learn a lot. I had to do a lot. So when people talk about like having relationships and stuff, like think about what your relationship looks like with yourself. Are you learning or are you hard to, you know, give advice or are you the type of person that doesn't want to hear anything new? Because developing yourself, you have to be willing to learn. You have to be willing to listen. You have to be willing to hear those hard things from other people and not just other people, but people that have your better self, your higher self, your best self in mind. It can't be somebody that's secretly hating on you or anything like that. You have to be able to learn and listen and take criticism. Another thing I feel like will be great for us women to also work on, like, not just our appearance, but how we feel on the inside. When I used to eat, like, meats and, like, just junk food, just anything, I used to feel so tired. And if I slip up now and I have, like, a bunch of pancakes with syrup and um, sugar and all of that stuff, I feel really, really tired. And it wasn't until I got into my 30s where I felt like I really have to start working out. Like, I really want to work out. I really want my body to look a certain way. I really want my arms to be toned and stuff like that. So I had to start watching what I ate. Like, I had to really start paying attention to what I was putting in my body, you know? So once I kind of mastered that, like started to like really do research on like clean eating and like, you know, what machines I wanted to develop my body, like I'm real into my back. My back has always been like my thing, my back and my like my shoulders. That's always been my thing. So that was like my focus when I went to the gym and I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed how I looked. I enjoyed how I felt. I had so much energy at the end of the day. It was like, yes, like, so that was another thing. Like I wanted to know how I felt on the inside and then everything from the outside started to improve. So then you talk about like your skin. I I know that I'm a person where I don't feel like doing my makeup. (laughs) So doing my makeup, I just don't want to do it. I want to work on having clear skin. So that's another thing, like pay attention to like what you like and what you eat. And, you know, it's not always about the big things, you know what I mean? Like the smaller things that you do for yourself really, really, really do matter. My skin was looking good. My body was looking good. I was making the money that I wanted to make. I was learning, I was mingling and, you know, rubbing elbows with different people. All of these things help build my confidence. All of these things help build my self-love for myself. 
But then we talk about getting into relationships. And sometimes we so busy, you know, we so used to being on that grind. We so used to things going a certain way that when we get in relationships, sometimes we are not always paying attention to what we really want out of a relationship. Now, when I was younger, you know, I have to look at the relationship I was having with myself. I was doing all of those things. I was working out. I was, you know, working. I was, you know, by the time I owned my salon and, you know, I was working on my skin and all of that. But I really wasn't taking the time for myself. And it's crazy because I spent so much time doing all of those things that I didn't realize that until like a couple years ago when we got in the pandemic. You guys hear me say this all the time. The pandemic really changed my life. Being in the pandemic allowed me to really slow all the way the fuck down. And I had to really pay attention to the things that I thought was making me happy. I thought me being consistent in my work and me being consistent with like the way I looked, that was making me happy. Me being consistent with meeting new people, you know, rubbing elbows, that was making me happy. But no, what really started making me happy when I started really taking notice of what affects me in life. I wasn't meditating. I wasn't praying. Those little simple things. I wasn't doing a lot of things like I would just throw things in my closet. I know I don't like that, though. So why are you doing that? Like, why aren't you taking this time for the small things that you enjoy? I wasn't reading as much. And I love to read. I love like figuring out new things or finding out new things and things like that. So I had to take my self-love for myself a little bit more seriously. I wanted to sleep. I like sleeping. Why I can't go to sleep when I want to? Because my mind was constantly working. I was constantly thinking about the next move, what I got to do, what I got to do for my business. Everything is what you got to do for your business. What you got to do? You got to pay these bills. You got to take care of these kids. But what about you? You like to sleep. So you know what I did? When we got out the pandemic, I changed my schedule. I was like, I like to sleep. Shit. I'll get up and make sure my son is at school, but I want to be able to go back to sleep. I like that. That's me. I don't think it's lazy. I don't think it's anything. I am not that girl that's going to get up at six and stay up at six. I'm not going to do it. Now, I'll tell you what I will do. I'll get up at six, go for my walk and go lay back down. These are things that I care about. I think getting rest means being beautiful. That's what I think. Call me crazy. It may not make any sense to anybody else, but it makes perfect sense to me. So I had to start rearranging things in my life that fit what I wanted out of my life. It's my damn life, right? The other thing, I had like clutter brain. Like my brain was so foggy from just doing a bunch of stuff. I started journaling again. I started writing things down. When I was a little girl, I remember I used to write poems and write. I used to just be a really good writer. But something happened to me 
that traumatized me when I was younger and I just stopped doing it. So remember when I said sometimes our past traumas can affect our self-love and self, you know, care for ourselves. And I had a diary when I was younger and I used to write everything in this diary. And I had a friend and she took that diary and she used that diary against me. And I was so upset with her that I just stopped writing in my diary. I had to be about 16 years old when I was like writing in my diary. And I used to write down every goddamn thing. And I didn't realize, like, why aren't you writing? And I realized because I allowed someone to traumatize me in a way where I wasn't doing something that made me happy. So you know what? If you decide to read my diary, oh, motherfucking well. You just going to have to get this because I am writing everything down. It's a journal. It's called a journal down. But I write everything down in my journal. My journal is like my peace, my release. Anything that I keep thinking about, anything that I want to say, I write it and I give it away. Like I write it and I give it away. I'll go back to it later on and read it. But that helps me clear my mind. It helps me clear my thoughts. It helps me stay in the present so that I'm not focusing on the past or something that happened in the past or anything like that. That is like self-love to me. Like it feels so good. Um, what else is a, a good way? Boundaries. Showing people around you that you have boundaries. Oh my God. Sometimes people want to call you all the time and talk to you about, you know, different things that happens in their life. And one thing I do, I have to pay attention to what makes me feel good. Because if I don't feel good, I can't create. And I love to create. So if I'm always hearing about something bad or something that's not good or just something happened or something on the news, I don't even watch the news like that because I know it messes with my psyche so bad. So I don't listen. I can't. I have to cut it off. I have to you know, basically, if someone's having a conversation with me and it's going left, I quickly think of a way to bring it back out of that because I can't do it. Like, it's just myself. Like, I cannot do it. Like, I have to listen to positive things at all times or that's going to pull me down and it's going to bring me down. And I don't want to be in a space like that. I want to be in a creative space. I want to be in a happy space because I believe. 90% of the time, we can be happy on this earth. It's just about thinking about the things that really, truly make you happy. It's just that simple. I say it all the time. It's just that simple. Uh, also, you know, my self-love for myself, I love to be home. I love for my home to be clean. I love for my things to be clean. I love for my things to be organized. I don't like having too much stuff. Clutter bothers the absolute shit out of me. So when I get rid of all of those things, like I, I, I do a purge, like every couple of months I'm doing a purge 
of old things that I just don't need anymore. I think the only thing that I have cluttered right now is my cell phone. <laughs> my cell phone has, a, I'm sorry, my cell phone has a ton of videos and pictures and things like that. But I'm even right now thinking of, you know, ways I can like get rid of all of that stuff out of my phone and really organize it to the point where I know where everything is like, okay, this is a video of this. This is, this is pictures and albums of that because I just really don't like clutter. Clutter really bothers me. It makes me feel scattered. It makes me feel like I'm like standing in like one spot. And, you know, these are just things that I think will help your relationship with yourself. Another thing I know people have asked me before about my move. My move was really something I wanted to do. I wanted to do for my daughter and something I needed to do for myself. Um, I saw that my daughter, she wasn't happy living where we were living. And I could tell that she's a creative person also, but I can tell that she was taking on like some things about me, like, my environment plays such a large part in my day to day. Like I need to make, I need, my aesthetic is so important. Like my drive to work, um, what I see in the morning on my way to work, um, my station at the salon when I'm at work, even like right now, like I'm in my home and I had to make sure everything was clean before I sat down and did this podcast because I needed my thoughts to flow. That's a part of self-love and understanding yourself and understanding the things that make you happy. So when I decided to move, I knew that I love warm climate. I love warm climate. I love humidity. I love when it's hot. I just don't want to be active, <laughs> When it's hot, like working out in the heat, I can't do it. <laughs> but I like being warm. I like warm weather. I like things to be bright. I love trees. I love green things. I love water. So I knew that I had to move somewhere where it was going to give me all of those things. Because believe it or not, if I can live in a tropical rainforest where I just hear rain, and I can just see birds and I can just see water. I'm a happy girl. I don't need any bags. I don't need any shoes. I don't need any any of those things. Even though I know that I have a certain fashion sense, I still don't need any of those things to make me happy. It's just something that I realized in myself. Like, why am I so sad all the time? I had a great job, a great career. Um, I had a really great, um, you know, support system around me, you know, all of those things. But for some reason, I just, my environment just was not, it just wasn't, it wasn't cutting it for me. So that's really why I decided to move. And these are the things that I think it's just important to understand, like, what are your triggers? What triggers you as a person? Finding out what triggers you. Um, and things that trigger me might, it, it, it's so crazy because it's so deep because of the things and my experiences in life. Um, and I'm, I'm going to go over a couple of them so you guys can kind of, you know, because it's important to um, 
just recognize what your triggers are because this can help your relationship. This can help, you know, just how you feel about yourself. Overall, we're really talking about self and how we feel about ourselves. One trigger um, that really bothers me with people and relationships with people and it'll make me retreat and get real quiet is if I hear people like someone close to me talk about someone else that's close to them. And that will make me feel like I can't trust you or it will make me feel like you're going to do the same thing to me. And because since I've been an adult, I've had to deal with in my life um, people um, making, you know, making up things or twisting things or saying things or repeating things or repeating a piece of something. And I would say that is a that is a really bad trigger for me. Also, knowing what your triggers are, but also setting boundaries. So because I know that's a trigger for me, I have to set boundaries with people. I don't talk about things that I never really did anyway, but I don't talk about things that I don't mind being repeated or things that are so personal to me that I will be angry if someone repeated it. And I don't accept people asking me personal things. That's a boundary for me. You cannot ask me anything personal. It's a no-no. Like, this is something my sisters know. Like, I'm just a really quiet, private person. Don't ask me nothing personal unless I tell you. Because if I tell you, then that means I trust you. And that's just like a sign to me. Like, if someone wants to know, like, details of your life, like, Oh, who are you dating? Oh, how long have you guys been dating? Oh, do you guys live together? Oh, does he do what does he do for a living? Things like that is like so weird to me. Like it's it has to be a boundary set. Um, another thing that triggers me is like arguing. Like any type of argument. Remember, I told you guys when I was younger. Um, you know, someone with my mother gave me permission now. <laughs> and if I feel backed in a corner, if I feel like I'm being bullied in any kind of way, it's going to make me skip the middle part and go all the way to the end part, which is conflict. And I don't like conflict. I don't want to be a part of conflict. So if someone is arguing or trying to argue with me, I'll pull myself away from them. I probably won't even talk to them again. Because I don't want to see myself, my teenager self, like that person on the bus that's trying to defend herself. I just don't want to do it. That's that's a trigger for me. So just giving you guys, ladies, examples, films, my films, examples of triggers and boundaries. These two things, knowing what bothers you, that's a trigger. Knowing what you don't like and what you're uncomfortable with and Knowing like this is not okay, that's setting a boundary. So these are things that you can do to feel better and also show yourself self-love. Like that's self-love. Those two things right there out of all the things that I've said, those two things. At the end of the day, having healthy relationships start with 
the healthy relationship you have with yourself. Showing yourself the ultimate love and praise, that's how you have a very good relationship. You know, it's at the end of the day, it's our lives. You are in your body. You see through your eyes. You hear with your ears. No one else can really say to you, oh, did you hear that? That sound like a motorcycle. Or did you see that? That sound like that's that looked like the color purple and the, and the sky is blue. Nobody really can tell you what you're experiencing inside of your body, in your spirit, in your heart, in your skin. So why not make yourself happy first before you can make anybody else happy, before you can please anybody else? It has to come from you first, period. Learning what you like, learning what you don't like, learning what you like to eat, you know, learning what makes your body feel good, learning what kind of schedule you like. Those things are really, really, really important because we really only have one life to live. And that's just it. We have one life. And instead of chasing or pursuing relationships that the Really, the basis is if you're not happy with yourself, you cannot make anybody else happy. You just can't. Because if you're not happy, you're never going to make someone else happy. I don't know how many times I have to say this, you know, to friends. Like, I feel myself saying it so much because I didn't understand it at first either. It's like you hear people say, I did this for that person. I did that for that person. I did this. Um, you know, I did that, but did you do those things for yourself? And it's crickets. It's always crickets. All of those things that you did for another person, did you do those things for yourself? Robin V. Robin, I'm doing my podcast, darling. You're on live now that you caught me and I told you I was going to call you back. Hey, girlfriend. <laughs> hey, sister. Hi. You didn't call that now. You want you on the podcast? What's up? You talking? What's up? <laughs> anyway, um, so you know, I say all the time, like, you really have to focus and zero in on the things that you enjoy in your life. It's your life at the end of the day. It really is. Um, Femmes, you know, I want to thank you guys for allowing me to be a vessel, to be a voice for this community. I appreciate, I love all of my films and I just want to continue to grow. I hope and pray that all of this information that I give you guys, it comes really from my heart, but I really hope that you can take it and apply it to your day to day. Now, on my Patreon, <laughs> we just going to talk about some serious relationships because I have some stories for y'all. We're going to have a story time. <laughs> I'm excited. I just want to thank everyone for being here. Thank you so much, Films. Again, I love you all, ladies. I love you all. If you want to be a part of the femininity community, 
All you have to do is text number 305-614-1916. When you do that, that'll set you up to get daily affirmations. You'll get, you know, every time that I post a new podcast, you'll get that information. You'll know about personal events that we have. We are having a brunch. Um, The brunch is going to be this year, and I'm really excited about it. Um, you will just get all of the exclusive things from apparel, um, accessories, anything that drops your habit. And all you have to do is be a part. All you have to do is text that number, share it with a friend, tag us on Instagram, follow us on YouTube, go and check out Patreon, go check out Buy Me A Coffee, and you're a part of the Femininity by Rachel B. Community. Until next time, ladies, I love you all again. Good night.